uh, your bi-weekly Beatles podcast. I wanted to get, I'm thinking that's the way we make money. Yeah. It's just pivot. People love the Beatles, so do we. And here's the thing, James, you called me the other day fired up. And I Keto, think you're absolutely right. In. We are the only uh, journalists, um, podcasters, certainly, talking about journalists. the Beatles. Yeah, no, of journalists. course. There's no journalists. alternative voice. And all we're doing, we're not, we're not critics here, or maybe we are, but what, the only thing we're doing is we're looking at all of this Beatles news that comes in all the time yeah. from all different angles. Yeah. We're not just saying, sure, great, oh, awesome, you're remixing that album, you're making movies. We're just asking the tough questions is all we're doing. Why are you making this movie? Why are you remixing that album? You know? Yeah. And for whatever reason, we seem to be the only ones willing to actually ask these questions and love the Beatles at the same time. I was going to say, you won't you know? find two people who love the Beatles more. You know, use particularly, Certainly Johnny, you, you know, a one-second challenge of Beatles songs. It's it's near pointless. You know everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's just being in a position to reflect with a critical distance yeah. on the news that is being shoved down your throats on a daily basis by the Beatles PR teams, be it Ringo's, George's estate, Paul's, yeah. John's estate, be it Peter Jackson, Sam Mendes, Giles Martin, whatever it is, is Whoever, just to look at yeah. it with a critical eye and say, what is going on? Well, it's easy when you have all that money and a PR team like like all these people do. It's very, very easy to just fall into the trap because it's very stylish. All the posts, they're getting yep. nominated for Grammys. They're making claymation music videos. And mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's easy to just kind of be like, ah, everything's great. Beatles are never going to die. You know, yep. this is all just... It's But the truth is that... Um, it's a lot of stuff that is unnecessary happening, in our opinion, and you know we're just here to talk about it. That's all. If you, if anybody can come on and tell us otherwise, tell us no. This is essential work being done. I'm all ears. Well, you know? I wouldn't even go. I would just say that there has to be a space to yeah. react critically to any news that is involves the greatest creative music or works of art of the 21st century. There has to be space to be able to react to it, review it, be critical of it where needed, and yeah. that not mean you hate the Beatles. Exactly. You're exactly. just allowed to have an opinion other than the one, the, the, hom the, the homogenous nature of the message being sent and the complicity or laziness there of of journalists and mainstream media to just go along with it. You just there has to be space to be like I'm not sure if Ringo Starr wearing a Zildjian symbol on his TikTok trying to sell me now and then is something that is good. Yeah, or I'm at least willing to kind of examine it with a closer under the microscope a little bit more, see what's sure. really going on here. Yeah, you I'd know, like to know what's because. Going on. And also, you know, we're just kind of we're 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 battling back against this how dare you society that okay. every time you say something like Maxwell Silverhammer might not be a great song that people how dare you? Well, you know, you know what? We dare. We dare to say that. And I don't have any shame about saying it because I'm a big fan of the band.
And know? I think if people took a moment and often do to reflect in a similar way, with a similar, you know, natural curiosity, they might also be able to accept that Maxwell Silverhammer isn't quite as good as something or come together. Mm-hmm. And therefore, what is the point of this press angle suggesting to us that it is? And who's behind that message? And what's that message about? And why is it important? And you have to sort of triangulate all this stuff and consider this is something Paul McCartney wants to do for his own ego and for his own legacy. And it's okay to be critical of that. Guys, it's okay. It's Paul McCartney. We love him. It's also okay for Paul to do it. It's It's totally okay for Paul to do it. We're just allowed to talk about it too. That's all. Um, You're allowed to have an opinion, okay? But I'll tell you one thing. All I know is that this started where we are today, where we are sitting here talking about this right now, began with me seeing an Instagram ad of Paul McCartney on his podcast talking about how that's a great song. And look where we are now. Then an article comes out the next day, also defending it for whatever reason. Because it's an, it's a, it's, what do you call it? It's a press, uh, you know. It's an it's assault. Like a, it's Hearts a and minds it, assault. It's a, it's a, it's like a release. I can't think of the word campaign. right now. It's a campaign. Thank you, James. A crusade even. And then what happens? Then I see you find, oh, lo and behold, they're remixing Plastic Ono Band. Yeah. And, you know, they've unearthed a bunch of old stuff of them jamming that John probably never wanted to come out. And they've remixed the, you know, the most raw, beautiful album ever made. And, and put uh, congas on it. Didn't even know there were on congas mother. on... <laughs> you can get a mix of Mother that has been, quote unquote, made... To be able to compete with streaming that yeah. now has an EDM kick and congas on it. It's like, it sounds like Agadu. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. Let me just, for that, whoever that guy is who remixed it. He's let me in Donnie's band. He's just a cokehead who plays sure. blues. He likes congas. He thinks yeah. that's cool. So here's, here's, let me just put this in your ear. You know who basically mixed Plastic Ono Band? I have a good idea. I'll tell you who. John Lennon. Yeah. Because Spectre didn't show up and do much. John, during the sessions, basically, by all accounts, was very hands-on with the production and the mix. Yeah. So you you go ahead, if you like, and, and you know, remix what the man himself wanted to do, you know, with I think that the, album. The thing, we've talked about this stuff before. Like, the thing with these elements mixes or these remixes of Beatles songs or John Lennon solo songs or whatever yeah. is the the hearts and minds press assault is based is, is there's an assumption and it's probably a fair assumption that people who listen to this music don't understand how music gets made and don't understand the relationship between technical and creative decision making in yeah. a studio environment so they rely, and also uh, mystified about how streaming or digitalization of music has impacted old records, or like as if there's something that needs to be done to make things like, I don't even know, like available or something in a digital realm. The thing is, all of that is smoke and mirrors. It's artifice. None of it matters. 
a, an original Beatles song, an original John Lennon song, sounds as good as anything because it yeah. sounds as it should when it's put on a streaming platform or on a digital platform. There's no need for technological advancements to impact that music. It's not a necessity, it's a choice. And it's not a technical choice, which is the way that it's sold to us via the media and this Hearts and Minds campaign. It's a creative choice and it's a financial choice. And that's scary because there there was no such technological limitations on John Lennon not having the congas loud on whatever song they've been turned up on. He decided to not have them loud. That's how mixing works. It doesn't matter if you have an Atmos rig or you have a 5.1 rig or you have better EQs. Those were creative decisions. Probably, I'll admit, made based on, if this even matters, which I don't think it does, technical limitations at the time, like the amount of tracks, like the track count or the... You know, maybe the EQs or something. I don't know. But it was a creative decision made on purpose. So the idea that some sort of cokehead young friend of Yoko and Donnie's can come along and be like, I know that these congas would have been turned up. Isn't it mm-hmm. interesting? It's just, it's an affront to God and God is the Beatles. Beyond that, even if it's not, I know they could have been turned up and it's like, I'm going to just have fun and turn them up. Either way, it's a crime, you know? I mean, they could Um, do it and be like, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't even mind if they were like, check out this goofy mix where we've turned up things that you couldn't hear before. Put it on YouTube for a laugh. Yeah, don't say this is, we're doing this because John would have wanted it. Don't let my child search for Mother by John Lennon and hear that bullshit. Tuned 